Hour number two of overtime, Fan Run Radio. Who is going to score 20 plus in the NBA tonight? We did okay on Friday. Oh, so so. I mean, that's why I said okay. Both of us went three and two. You had uh, little outliers. Keldon Johnson had 18 points halfway through the third quarter into the game with 18 points. Uh, Anthony Edwards finished with 19 on the night. That was one of our picks, so kind of got the screw job twice on both ends. But, uh, I mean, I guess y'all can go first because we've gone first for a while now. All righty. We'll start it off with a layup. Shy Gilgis Alexander. Ooh, I didn't know you were going to go that route. Oh, yeah. Tatum, 20-plus. Damian Lillard. 20-plus. Uh, I will go um, Giannis, if he's playing. He's day-to-day. I don't know if he's playing. So I'll go Darius Garland, 20-plus. Lori Markkinen. Um, I'm going to go... I guess Don Luca's out again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go Christian Wood. Kawhi, 20-plus. Mm. It appears De'Aaron Fox is playing, so De'Aaron Fox. It says Giannis is probable. Just do it, man. Yeah, I'll take Giannis, 20-plus. All right, our final pick is going to be Clay Thompson, 20-plus. I'm going to go uh... – Damn. Here. I mean, I feel like somebody has to score the ball for the Nets, right? <laughs> Somebody's got so. to. Uh, Cam Thomas? Yeah, I, I kind of want to go Cam Thomas, but I'm not. I'm going to go uh, – uh, I guess I'll pick uh, Fraud Levine, 20-plus. <laughs> Levine, dude. Yeah, the Bulls are just the middest organization in all of basketball right now. Find the Grizzlies. I wonder what a Kessler-Edwards 20-plus points odds are. I don't even think FanDuel offers that, man. That's just They do not offer that. It's insane. No, man. They do not. So some other trades that are going around the NBA that are probable, likely. What are we thinking? Well, you want a you, you want. Well, I've got an absolutely perfect trade for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, you want a Grizzlies trade or you want an NBA Give trade? Give me a Grizzlies trade. So you want one of seven. Yeah, how many? Do you give you me want? one of seven. How many do you want, man? Uh, give me all seven. All right. Uh, start off the bat. OG Ananobi and Gary Trent to the Grizzlies for Danny Green, Dylan Brooks, John Conchar, Zaire Williams in a first-round pick. That's one. It's just one. Uh, next one: Jordan Clarkson to the Grizzlies for Dylan Brooks, Jake Laravia in a 2023 first-round pick. All these work, by the way. Yeah. I've spent hours on these. Do all of them involve Dylan Brooks? Yes. No. <laughs> well, uh, except one. Zaire Williams to the Knicks for Cam Reddish straight up. Um, another one. Kevin Durant to the Memphis Grizzlies for Danny Green, Jaron Jackson Jr., Zaire Williams, and three first-round picks. And Dylan Brooks. No, it's not that one. It, it doesn't. The salaries it doesn't match. work. I tried. Yeah, it doesn't work. Grant Williams to the Memphis Grizzlies for Santi Aldama and Jake LaRavia. Straight up. That works. I'd get a lot of fan support. Yes, you would. And I would love to have Grant Williams on my basketball team right now. Someone that's not an idiot and has a head on their shoulders. And what else? What was the last one? 
I think that may have been it, but I did some other ones in class today that I didn't take screenshots of. So there was, I'll, I'll say this: He, Davis, showed me a tweet earlier, and we'll talk about how the Grizzlies need a vet because of all the outside antics that are going on. And some, and this is just ridiculous. Uh, and some moron on Twitter said, uh, "You can't count. You can't look at Malik Beasley as a veteran." No one said Malik Beasley was a veteran. All we want is some shooting on this team. Yeah, Malik Beasley is not your veteran, man. He never no. was going to be. I mean, he's been to jail. He went to jail over the summer a few years ago. Yes. And he's oh, dated well. Larsa Pippen. He definitely has his problems off the court, but that's not what we're asking for. We asked for like a Jay Crowder, a uh, Alec Burke, Are something you like that. Donis Haslam. I don't want. I don't want. I don't he's know. someone in the league that's been a while, like around. And when it comes to the Grizzlies, this. I mean, if you listen to Memphis radio right now, I mean, it's just. People are up in arms. And they're done with this team. They're and it's so strange that that's the case because aren't they like second in the West right now? Yeah, yeah but, but we're also one in what one in eight in the last nine games. Eight lost eight of your last nine. Yep. Um, the one game, the one game you did win after the game, you had some of Josh Posse shooting laser beams at a. The Pacers, Pacers bus. Yeah, Pacers bus. So I mean, was that really a win in the end? No. Well, his friend got banned. From the arena, yeah. rightfully so. I mean, yeah. they have f- a group of four of them just courtside right across from the Grizzlies bench. They get hammered and they talk trash the entire game. Like, this isn't high school anymore, yeah. man. You I mean, can you can't up. have that. You no, can grow up. No, th- th- I mean, get a grip, please, man. Like, this is absolutely – Culture is toxic as hell this, right now. This is pathetic. I mean, you got Jaw thinking he's the uh, reincarnation of Gilbert Arenas, basically, when it comes to – Off the court off antics. Off the court antics. Dylan Brooks over here just – I can't, we can't even say what yeah, he does on yeah. here. Um, Jaren. Soft. Uh, soft. Steven Adams is injured. Desmond Bain is doing his best. And then, I mean, you look at our draft picks. Why are we Why are we storing these draft picks? You have 16 uh, draft picks currently. It's like second most in the league. Over how many years? <laughs> it's oh, like five years. Yeah, uh, it's it's like, a lot. like 16 or like seven years or something. I mean, look at the draft. We got uh, David Roddy. Who we, what, that was the Melton trade? You trade away D'Anthony Melton. Yes. Yeah. These people don't care. But the the problem is that you you had a great team last year. You were this close to winning the NBA championship. I truly believe if you Ja doesn't get injured and you mm-hmm. get past the Warriors, you win the ring. Yep. And all you did to get better this summer, quote-unquote get better, was draft four rookies who have combined 10 minutes of playing time this year. Um, you lose two of your rotational guys and a vet and do nothing to make up for it. And uh, Yep. You know, our owner is a guy named uh, Robert Perry, who's supposed to be the fourth richest owner in sport, yet no one's heard of his company that he's the CEO of, Ubiquiti. Do you know what that is? Ubiquiti. Ubiquiti. what it's called. What the hell is that? Exactly. exactly. No one knows. It's like, I swear the whole organization is based on fraud. We're just going to get there one day, and the fax form is going to be up for sale. Yep. Send it back to Vancouver, basically. Yep. yep. Well, and one of the things y'all brought up in that is the crowd, the atmosphere, what's going on court side and Bryson you and a few of the callers have been very critical of the student section where it's located and why it's located where it is once again when you turn on the TV if you're not at the game and I talked to some people that were there I get that those people paid a lot of money for those seats I get that but at the same time this is still college basketball Environment is everything. Home court advantage is a real thing. And we do not have our students where they should be. Those fans are doing the same thing we're doing right now, sitting in chairs. Would it kill you to stand up 
you know, every single section of the arena is standing up at tip off, and then you have that one little section that everybody knows where it is. Everybody knows where it is. And mm-hmm. you got people sitting there with dogs in their lap with the dog bed. Like, what are you doing at the back? That lady game? probably hates us by now. I'm just being honest, I mean, man. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously she's. A well, pair- I mean, that was ridiculous, though. What? She's a big wig. If you have a damn uh, poodle or whatever it is, with a bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you uh, like, if you looked at the UNC Duke game and you look at that student section, I mean, we I, talk- I don't think the entire arena sat down the entire game, no. including no. the students. I mean, you. I mean, we were talking about this this weekend. Like, I would have a headache if I played there. Like, yeah, you would. I would have. I would hate that. But yeah. I, you'd I would, hate to go on the road there. I'd, I'd have to, to take an Excedrin before the game yeah. and an halftime. Yeah, you know why? Because the environment there is insane. How would you describe? And Bryson, you've been really critical of this. How would you describe the environment right now at Thompson Bowling Arena? Uh, just like I said a couple weeks ago, it's literally like a Cracker Barrel, and I'm not joking at all. It's just a bunch of senior citizens and then the students <laughs> who are hungover. Uh, lackadaisical is yeah. the correct word. Uh, I mean, if okay, I'm trying to get a good comparison. So if you look at UNC's arena, they have like the same layout as Thompson Bowling in terms of like seating, but the students built like an NBA arena. Yeah, but the student section they have it on just like Tennessee. They're both on the baseline, but their bleachers extend out to the court. Like literally, there's like. Between me and Bryson here is from the front row of students to the gameplay. Like, it's like literally five feet. But at TBA, we have what, 30 feet from the uh, first row of students to the off. floor? Maybe more. I yeah, mean. you're way off the floor. It, I, yeah. that, that makes an impact also because, I mean, there's a big difference in 30 feet like and five feet. If it were me, if it were me, I'd sacrifice the money on those first maybe, what, eight to ten rows? You get pull out bleachers. It would take two seconds. Danny White or some more. You get it. Get like what ten, fifteen more rows of uh, students right there. That's my only complaint with Danny White. That is my only complaint. I don't know, man. I mean, I can see both sides. On one hand, students are paid tickets are free, and you got to get money somehow. Yeah. And he's. But he, look at how much money you're paying in tuition. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're very money hungry over there right now, even though they don't need it. The message has been sent. We'll say that. I mean, he he knows. I mean, the thing is, as an athletic director at this level, you're basically a glorified fundraiser. Mm-hmm. You're the glorified fundraising chair that has to make good hires. And he's made the good hires. Obviously, he's doing a good job with the fundraising part. Otherwise, the vol pass would have never went away. If you don't know what the vol pass is, that is a ticket option that got you tickets to every game. You didn't get to sit in the same seats every game, but – you go in and you pick what's available and you're guaranteed admission to the game. That's what I did for football last year and I was going to do it again this year. Guess what? That's not an option anymore. It's not an option for basketball either. And one of the things that got brought up to me yesterday by a good friend, listener of the show, he said we're basically pricing out the common fan. I feel like the common fan is being priced out of a ticket to a Tennessee basketball game, and really a Tennessee football game. And it all started when we made the switch to Ticketmaster. We had our own little website, and then all of a sudden everything gets funneled through Ticketmaster now, which the rates fluctuate. Then there's added fees on top of that. Uh, Fees are the absolute worst thing imaginable on those apps. You have, what, a service fee, and then you have... Uh, Sometimes uh, like a cleaning fee. Yeah, like like a delivery fee. Or like a, you also have tax. I mean, you're paying by. You're basically so like if the tickets are three hundred dollars a piece that so you click on Ticketmaster, you end up having one hundred and fifty in fees. So yeah. really, you're paying like four fifty a seat instead of three hundred. 
And so and then how is the common fan supposed to be able to afford a ticket? I don't know because, like, you look at football, I'm like, no, I don't even know this for sure. But they, I'm pretty sure they've upped the ticket prices for season ticket holders for football now too. I don't – back to the previous conversation, I really don't know that without renovations, which I know you all brought that up with the bleachers, that it's really possible to make it, TBA a truly, like, staple hostile environment. I think, like, nobody was complaining last year when the students were wrapped around to 120-whatever. Basically, that entire lower bowl. From where the visitor's tunnel was, yeah. it was wrapped past that. Could it have something to do also with the play on the court? It We'd could. be real here. I mean, it's not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what, another part. I mean, what, are you, what are you getting hyped about? I mean, yeah. you were hyped last year because you thought this team was bound to make a deep run of March, and they got bounced out in the round of 32, and now you expect people to get their hopes up again just to get their dreams shattered again in March. Well, I'm not going to – man, I just get so upset. I mean, just not even like – you don't have to do anything major. I mean, you literally just probably – I don't even know how much it costs, but literally like a penny under the damn couch to get those bleachers in just for the games. We just we – just, uh, here's a quick note. Apparently you cannot sell tickets on Ticketmaster an hour before the game, so there's no last-minute sale of tickets. Yeah, because they drop like crazy yeah. for the game because people are trying to sell them. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. PD says on Twitter, hard to get excited about F ugly basketball. Yeah, yeah we all know what the word is. Yep. About F ugly boring basketball. He also says, common fan is always the loser. Look at NBA arenas. Seats everywhere. I just want to say thank you to Westchester for giving me that point of information. I should I point that out? What you got? That was the information he called and he told me that. Gotcha. Yeah. So, apparently the issue is they kicked out the fans of the 100s. So, it's just, I mean, I haven't gone to a game this year, so there's a student section literally just behind the goal. Behind, Dude, they're in the 300s. Yeah, there's and, seven and, sections. Uh, yeah, yeah and up in, like, the rafters where you can't even see basketball being played, basically. What are we doing? They threw us in the raft. We went to the Murray State game or my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um they those in the Murray State game. They put us up in the rafters, like, <laughs> and they shot like a. They had the T-shirt cannon, and it was like coming right towards us, and it hit one of the banners. It just plopped down. Yep. Like it was pitiful. Oh man, it was. You're really supposed to feed the floor from the rafters, man. Yeah, feed the floor. That was funny. Feed Don't. the floor. Feed the floor, man. You can't do that when you're 30 feet away. We haven't or... fed the floor since Grant and Admiral. We've not. Let's be real here. Yeah, you really haven't. I mean, what have we done? And I don't know. I'm not even – I feel like I'm hating right now, but why do we have glow sticks for a 2 o'clock afternoon game? Yeah, I it's saw not that. even like it's a night game. I saw Disney that. Disney on us, bro. I, I saw that. We had the glow sticks. For what reason? Bryson, did you partake in the glow sticks? No. No, did not. Not a chance. No. You didn't pick up your souvenir? I, I, that app that, you know, you download with the lights? Yeah. I've, I've never downloaded that either. Oh, well, that's a problem, too, when you don't have cell service in the arena. I haven't done that either. I've been, I mean, I've got the games where they do it, and it's like you can't even, like, get on there half the time. It's like you scan the QR code. It doesn't it's work. It's supposed to apply for football, too. Like For what? I don't, I don't know. know. I, if they do the light thing, I don't ever do it. I think. I well, don't know, something that needs to be taken into consideration is Thompson Bowling Arena is a flat. It has a flat roof. That is not good for cell phones. And my favorite thing ever, this is kind of a side note, my high school had a flat roof as well. My high school was built in 1973. 
and then one guy in the back of the class, yeah, they, I put that flat roof on here. That way they made sure that we didn't have our cell phones. Because they were thinking about an Apple iPhone <laughs> in 1973. Makes sense, right? <laughs> Makes sense. Thompson Bowling Arena was built in what, 90? Recently, I mean, not too long ago. It was right? built in the 90s. Yeah. So. Back when you still had to basically pull out the briefcase. Yeah, was that was that like the antenna phone? Yeah. Yeah. They built Thompson Bowling Arena that way, that way, though, nobody get on their cell phone during the game. Speaking of 19, whatever, I don't know. I think I read this week, read that this this weekend, excuse me. Apparently, alumni. Uh, Building used to be a basketball arena. Anybody else know that? Yeah, I, talking about Stokely. No, no alumni, alumni Memorial Building, A and B Building, right next to Neyland. Yeah, yeah, a I long never knew that. time ago. Yeah, really. Yeah, Which, really long time. It kind of looks like Cameron from, I mean, from the outside. Yeah. So, but it's like now it's like just it literally just looks like a theater. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just a giant stage yeah. and a bunch of chairs, like a balcony. And I had a class that had had like eight hundred people in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just an absolute snooze fest. <laughs> So MTSU actually has their auxiliary gym that used to be the main gym. Granted, it looks like a high school gym. You got the upper decks. I mean, basically like one of these old school, like high school gyms where you got the upper deck. Actually, really similar to mine. But yeah, the glass house is nice. Murphy Center is awesome. But you could just tell when you walked into that, it's like this is back when hard nosed basketball was played. Yeah, I and don't you know. Go fast forward today, and you walk in these new arenas, and you see the product on the court, and you can just tell that the guys are soft. <laughs> I want to get back to the days of Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Bill Lambeer. I want to see punches thrown. I want to get back to the day when a flagrant two foul isn't like just a common foul nowadays. Like that's how it is in the NBA. A flagrant two is like a slap on the wrist. You're out of here. It's, you out of here, man. It's ridiculous. Pitiful. I don't know. I really. Because how many games I've been kicked out of? Trust me. <laughs> trust me. Me. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, but you, I mean, you talk about stadiums. If you look up like New Mexico's, they have like a great arena because it could just come straight up. It's like literally like a ninety degree angle almost, just vertical, and the the roof's like completely flat. Like the noise just bounces off. And then Arizona's another one. We played out Arizona, but it's like I mean, look, we're watching Mississippi State behind us, but like. The front row is literally right behind the scores table. And at UT, you've got, like, a huge gap, and then it just, like, gradually goes up. It's, uh... I was watching... There's not much you can change that. I was watching the Indiana. The Indiana-Purdue uh, game. It, it, that, the Assembly Hall. Yeah. That, that's I want to see a game insane, there, man. That's an insane arena. I'll tell you what, the three of you right now, get on your phones and look up Stokely Athletic Center. Tennessee basketball. And look at the comparison between it and Assembly Hall. Bear swears up and down because I think that place only held like 9,800 people. Yeah, it looks small. It was demolished in 2014. He swears up and down that it could get louder than what TBA does. I mean, it, oh, it, look oh, at the oh, acoustics of it. Yeah, you can. De- yeah, I can definitely see that. Kind of looks like a Hinkle Fieldhouse mm-hmm. a little bit, the layout. But I mean, you could tell like that. It it had character, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say. That place had character. I mean, Granted, the old Boston Garden had character too, but it didn't have air conditioning. It uh, it held it said seating for basketball is twelve thousand three hundred seventy. Okay, so people. it held three more thousand than I 
That's yeah. all you need, though. I mean, that's really all you really need at a basketball game. I mean, you, it's rare. I mean, the big, big games, we pack it out, sell it out, but it's like you really don't even need that much, honestly. You don't need a 20,000. Well, didn't arena. Texas downsize their arena? Yeah, it did. Yeah, they and did it's, yeah. it's just much nicer now. Yeah. And it's like state of the art, super nice. Rowdy environment. Yep. And I'm sure the acoustics were uh, put into play there also. That had a factor. So we talked about price, not the common fan. Obviously, tickets would be more expensive here. Right. Would you be okay with that if we downsized? Yeah, because ticket prices are going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, you have less. Yeah, the demand for would be. You have less supply. More demand, demand will be higher. Yeah. yeah. Thank more, you. Thank you for econ class, man. Yeah. I would more demand okay less supply. Yeah. Well, if it results in some wins, people will pay. Yeah. Exciting. It's, exciting. It's an brand. environment worth being at. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like Duke, man. I don't even know, but I'm sure the Duke Carolina game was like 700 minimum, and that place oh, was packed thousands, out. Thousands, probably. Remember the ticket prices to Coach K's last game at yeah, Cameron? That was I mean, thousand percent packed. I mean, I think what tickets right now for LeBron about to break the record to go for like what ninety thousand yes. courtside or something? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I would not pay that. If you had it, you I would. don't care if my name was Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, that's uh, just that's just retarded, man. Just watch witness history. I don't care if you like him or not. Ah, that's a game I, mean, I would I, like to be at. If I, had, I mean, if I had a free what buy two tickets for, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like my players fees. that aren't afraid to go to Target and Starbucks. <laughs> nice. I'm looking up the Duke UNC tickets. For by the way, what the hell is he even talking about? Shaquille O'Neal went to a Walmart when he first got to Phoenix. A Walmart. Of all places, and furnished his apartment. I don't know. Shaq's just a good dude, man. Like he, oh wow, tickets are starting at three hundred sixty-one apiece for Duke UNC at Carolina. Um, but yeah, man. Shaq's, and what is Shaq? Shaq's just a good dude. Hmm. In Cameron, those ticket prices probably triple. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking right now. Is that what that next game is? That what Dean, the Dean Smith? Saturday, March 4th. Yep. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Here on Overtime Fan Run Radio. You guys ever heard the story about the chick that loved to surf, got bit by a shark, now she's only got one arm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they made a movie about it on yep. Nickelodeon. It's or like something. Surf's Up or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I saw it, though. Yeah, I saw it as well. Bethany Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's her. That's her. She refuses to compete against biological men in world surf, said, quote, I think many of the girls currently on tour are not in support with this new rule, and they fear being ostracized if they speak up. W. Good a, for you, that's, Bethany. That's a good take right there. Good for you. That's a good take. What was that swimmer? Yeah, the swimmer the, dude. Yeah, the uh, yeah the swimmer that came oh, in. Oh, Leah and, Thomas. Yeah, that came in and like broke like every single woman's record because she was a biological male. It was like ranked like one of the worst in men's division one then he yeah. went to women's and won everything yeah, congratulations man yeah, take the easy way out i guess that was I, like, I still can't believe the ncaa allowed that 
and then they had that picture on the podium. All the girls were standing together, and he or he was just on the top by himself. No, they don't want anything to do with him. I mean, it's like and it's literally like LeBron James going to WNBA basketball. I mean, oh, he'd average eighty two a night. I mean, Bruce Jenner. I mean, he would know of all people. He said that even it was like not biologically fair. You cannot put a biological man against a woman and expect it to be fair. I mean, they would talk about a bio. They would talk about a biological male fighting. I, I remember yeah, this in the UFC. If she fought any UFC fighter, uh, she she would get destroyed. Wait, what? No, I think you're talking about when a biological male wanted to fight in the women's division. Yeah, oh, yeah, was I I yes. the wrong way? Yeah, I had the wrong way. Yeah. Somebody would have got hurt. Yeah, male, like, yeah, it was a male trying to fight in the women's league, yeah. Like, somebody might have gotten killed. Yeah, he would have killed somebody, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know who, someone came on, I don't know, podcast, or they talked about, like, they about like, the bone structure and everything, bone density, and they went in real in-depth about it. I mean, it, it, it just cannot happen. No, somebody would have gotten hurt. Like seriously hurt. I mean, get, these guys get hurt all the time. These girls get hurt all the time. You know, fighting. I mean, that's a pretty common thing in the sport. A lot of concussions, a lot of blood, eyes swelling, eyes swollen shut, ankles broken, legs broken, knees. But I, I would have refused to fight. That's what I would have done. But yeah, if I'm a girl and, and you want me to fight John Jones, man, I'm saying no. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. That it is. Let's get Tommy in here next. What do you say, Tommy? How's my boys doing this evening? Pretty good. All right, glad to hear it. Now I had that uh, I had that little uh, Pro Bowl scrimmage game on the background noise there. Uh, I was peeling around getting ready for it. At a uh, Snooze fest, we call a uh, exhibition race. <laughs> but uh, look, look, we do it one time. It's great, but come on now, that's, we're reaching out to the wrong demographics in there. I mean, you've seen the what fans were there, yeah, what they produced there, and it was just cringy. It was just, it, it was, was gross. Yeah, I, I had to turn it off, and it's bad if you get Tommy to turn off a NASCAR race. That is uh, a really it, good point, Tommy, because you're about as diehard as they get. I mean, I, I love NASCAR, yeah. and, you know, and if you guys – like, Tommy has the perfect NASCAR setup in his man cave, by the way. Bryson, I'll show it to you after the show. I'm sure Tommy wouldn't care. I don't care. What what made it cringy? Like, what made it bad? I mean, you had – They couldn't even restart. They couldn't restart. The stadium wasn't full – they tried to incorporate it's in LA, right? Yeah, they tried to incorporate a, basically what we would consider a halftime show, and it was just like you said, Tommy. It was meant to be done one time, and that one time was last year. And they need to get it at North Wilkesboro. I mean, Westchester made a good point. Like, get it at North Wilkesboro. They're trying to save. Yes, exactly. They're trying to save the Speedway. You know, go to Rockingham, go to a place that you haven't been in years, and get those fans back. Because those are the fans that you're losing right now in NASCAR. Yeah, exactly. Not to make it kind of sound like a, uh, you know, uh, I don't really know how to put it, but we're they're trying to reach out to different demographics. You know, your Latino fans, your black fans, uh, people who haven't followed the sport. But we all know NASCAR grew as a southern sport. Uh, you got your good old boys, 
you know, hardworking farmers, you know, that was driving the cars and the fan base could relate to them. You've seen Dale Earnhardt, he go out and win a race, win a championship the next day. He's out bailing hay and feeding cattle. Um, and, of course, we don't have them drivers these days. But No, you, you don't. And the, the drivers that you have, Tommy, are the guys that have the money to get into the sport. And, I mean, and NASCAR, I mean, they've had, you know, diverse fan groups before. But the thing but, is, it's like their their biggest problem is the new generation, I think. And, you yeah. know, everybody knows that the younger crowd, the attention spans aren't what they used to be. And one of the things that I think they're missing with these races, Tommy, is the midway. Like, between your car and the track. Like, make more stuff happen in the midway. Like, make it like, exactly. a, like a fair, kind of. Like, you're going to an amusement park, essentially. Like have the funnel yeah, cake mean, shop set up, stuff like that, and that's gone. Well, you and you look at the uh, the younger generation, and you know they're there in Talladega, and I go to Talladega almost every year. You look at them; they're there for the big ones. During the yep. race, the first stages when everybody's just kind of cruising around, everybody's on their phone. They're not paying attention, and a lot of it too with that clash at LA. It was a Gen 6 car. I, that car is set up for a road race car. It is set up off the Insta car. Uh, you seen when Eric Jones spun around and hit Kevin Harvick as he was moving forward and broke the tow link with the independent rear suspension. The cars are just not built to take this kind of, you know, kind of abuse that they're doing with the torque they're turning out on these cars. And Westchester was right. You know, we got to go somewhere else. I mean, that was fun one time. We can go resurrect one of these older tracks and get the fan base brought back in and try to get that going. I mean, if you want to do a off track, I know it's February. You can't go to Dover. You can't go to this, some of these southern states or even the northern states because the, the weather's not right. But you can go down to Sebring, Florida. They got a great road course there. It's one of the oldest road courses in the country. Uh, the IMSA cars run there. The GT cars run there. The F1 cars run there. It's a great place. It's in southern Florida. You're going to have great weather. I mean, take it to Skip uh, Barber. Exactly. I mean, that's all you got to do is you got to find somewhere where you can get that target demographic back. And, I mean, another thing, too, that they got to do, I think you can cut the season short at 30 races. There's no need to run 36 races. I love NASCAR, but let's call it like it is. There's a lot of races in there that are useless. Kansas is useless. A lot Pocono of, is useless. Pocono is useless. useless. I have New Hampshire. I wish we'd get rid of that track. That's the most boring track on the schedule. Oh, between it and Pocono. Uh, Dude, I'm not kidding. I have not been able to sit down and actually watch a full race at Pocono ever. No. My man, Justin Hanna, was talking at my – I didn't get to watch the Tennessee-Auburn game. I was listening to it, keeping up with it. Uh, my baby girl turned one Saturday, so we had her party. And uh, me and Justin was talking about it. You know, it was all right when they broke it up into a two-day event. If you just run Pocono, a 60-lap race at Pocono, one-day event, it'd be okay. They just drag it out too long. And I, I hate that track, uh, Bryson. I'll say this about just winning over different demographics real quick. So I'm from Charlotte, uh, and I live five minutes from, from the Speedway. And, like, I go to school with kids who race all different types of classes. And, like, we haven't even won over – the younger generation where I'm from, 
I think that would be a, a better starting point to keep NASCAR on the up and up than to try to go out west. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because out there you got you no know, your NBA, you got your NFL, you got whatever they got going on out there, and it's very popular. Uh, like I said before, you know NASCAR its roots are in the south, you know, kind of in the Midwest there, and that's where your fans are at. You know, you go out there, you just you know people show up just to just to be there. You seen the crowd? They was not interested at all. No, no, and it was. Uh... Matthew, go ahead and say it. It was a snooze fest. Exactly. I agree with you, Matthew. I'm going to hop off here real quick and let y'all get some other guys in. I just want to hop in, holler at y'all. I hope y'all have a good evening, and uh, I'll holler at y'all this week. Appreciate the phone call, Tommy. Let's go ahead and get Matthew in here next. The caller, Matthew. Not the producer, Matthew. Good evening, Matthew. Hey, Jake. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. You know, that was actually an interesting call. I just got off work. Uh, headed home but you know that's one thing I noticed also like while we were in college Jake you and I no one really seems to have that that younger generation's uh, appeal to NASCAR it was always hey we're gonna go watch the Tennessee game hey we're gonna go watch the Titans game hey we're gonna go watch the Grizzlies game no, the Predators say, yeah Predators you never heard someone say hey I'm gonna go watch you know the Bristol Motor Speedway uh, I mean that was what three hours from us you never heard of anybody talking about doing that. No, and I mean the only people you heard talk about it were guys like myself and uh, the Kappa Sig Chase Nolan. That, that was another thing. There were three Jake Millers. There were two Chase Nolans. That was that was a little difficult yeah, to iron out. It didn't help that you had a Jacob Miller in SAE as well, so you just didn't know who. Who like? Hey, I heard Jacob Miller got in trouble at gyms. So you didn't know which one. Oh, it was. don't even get me started on that. My mother got a call about that one night, and I was in bed getting ready for drill. Oh, man, that was some fun times. Um, God bless, that's fun. For those viewers that aren't listening, this is one of the most historic bars in all of Tennessee where you can spend $20 and you're a rich man. (laughs) (laughs) The nastiness, those drinks. We thought they were the greatest thing ever. Looking back, dude, they were so bad. Yeah, they (laughs) They were were so bad. (laughs) You know, looking ahead to some of these games tonight, to my Tennessee fans that were appalled that Texas is ahead of us, honestly, right now with college basketball, who cares about rankings? Like, I don't really see the uh, the, the outcry that Texas is five and Tennessee six. Well, like man. you – Go ahead, Matthew. I was just going to say, like, you win, you take care of your business. I mean, they play Kansas tonight anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Texas took care. I mean, they had a great week. They beat Baylor and then they beat Kansas State, so they have two. Oh yeah, two great wins. We had a crappy week, so. Well, and you brought up yeah, the yeah. point about rankings, Matthew, and it's one of those things. Notice how unenthusiastic we were when we were number two. You flipped the script back to football. The night that Tennessee was announced as the number one team in the country, we were going berserk Ooh. in this studio. It was insane. That was wow. Yeah. We well, don't get I up for basketball rankings. I feel like. I think it's interesting. I will add this though, and maybe this is my my sheep my sheep voice, but I would have gotten still pretty amped if we if we had somehow just taken care of business on Wednesday and we played Florida and you were inevitably that number one team. I mean, I'd be excited. Now, are we the number one team? No. Are we the number two team? No. But I do think this is a top ten team with how bad basketball downfall is. Is that a fair assumption? That's a very fair assumption, and you know we've said this for weeks. It's like you know. 
every year it seems like you can pick a handful of teams that you can say this team's got a shot to win it all. This team has got it. This team's going all the way. This year it's like nobody wants it. It's up for grabs. There's no clear-cut best team in the country. Well, I mean, it's going to be a toss-up. I'm let's take care of business here against Vanderbilt. I mean, I don't really see that being an issue. Hopefully, we'll have a better shooting performance because Charlie Collier brought up a good point. This team is actually one of the better teams at drawing up open shots. They're just not falling, which is I don't know what to make of that. You know, I mean, we, we, Richard Dale can't let the ball go in. I mean, we don't have the personnel. We don't have any shooters on this team. Vescovi yeah, is your one shooter, and he hasn't looked the same since the shoulder injury. Well, Matthew, I'll even make the argument that that almost makes the situation worse because you are getting those open looks. You're getting good shots, and you're not hitting them. And that just aggravates me more than, you know, if we were just taking a bunch of contested shots and we shouldn't have been shooting the ball to begin with. But we're getting open looks, and we're getting the right shots. They're just not going down. What is it, 5 for 47 last two games, or what was it? It was 5 for 46. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Big difference. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting next next season. Let's focus on this season, but I am going to be very interested to see how we adjust because the one thing Tennessee's not done well is bring in portal ads that haven't really like lived up to their necessary, necessary like have been good additions. Like on paper, Tyree Key was a good addition, but it just, hey, he hasn't really lived up to that too. Uros Plazovic was a on paper you thought a seven footer that was going to add some really good rim protection, and he's just not been that guy. Uh, Victor Bailey Jr. just not a really a guy that lived up to, to what you thought when he got you brought over a four star from Oregon. So I'll be really interested to see what you do because you bring back guys like Olivia, you bring guys back hopefully like Josiah. You'll have the, the front the, the back court depth, or I mean the front court depth. But I don't know how you'll look at the guard position, but uh, I guess that's something we'll have to look forward to seeing in this off season. But the last thing I'll say is I would not want to make Job Morant mad. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the phone call, Matthew. Stay with us. Final segment of the show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Final segment of Overtime, Fan Run Radio, Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson. Tennessee football and baseball both hit with level three NCAA recruiting violations. Should we know that these are very minor, don't really mean anything. So basically what happened from what I saw was a player got texted before he officially went to the portal to gauge interest. Why they're cr- uh, cracking down on us for this, I don't know, but... You know, it just further cements the fact that the NCAA does not want Tennessee to do well. I mean, everyone in the country does it. We don't have to lie to ourselves here, but I mean, that's just like what Jim Harbaugh did. So everybody it, does that. Had Joe Milton texted this person or whoever, it wouldn't be a violation, correct? Just because the coaches did it is what the big problem is. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, they're talking to each other on like PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. Yeah, I mean, like, so Joe Milton said, "Hey, come Tennessee over a Xbox party chat." Like, yeah. that's not a violation, but. Pipel says, like, you interested. That's a violation. And then the baseball violation was where we had sent, like, team apparel or, like, a jersey or something for an Instagram post. That's a violation even though it got returned. Nice. So, gear that was not used. Exactly. By a player. 
Correct. It's a violation. For Instagram post, man. Hey, maybe just, I don't know, just stop posting on social media until you, you commit. Well, I mean, and something else to think about, like during the football investigation, giving a T-shirt for someone to keep is a level one. A cheap T-shirt is a level one violation. Yeah. And then come to find out I'd actually committed a level one violation twice. Nice. On my recruiting trips. It's like uh, – And I had no clue up until this happened. I mean, this was in 2013, 2012. I had no idea. I mean, I'm thinking like everybody know like T. Higgins when he committed to Clemson had that like what Corvette in front of the car dealership. Lambo. Whatever it was yeah, before whatever it was, before yeah. nil was even a thing. Yeah. Like we're gonna sit here and act like he financed that car and bought it with his own money straight out of high school. Yeah, I mean we. I mean we see this all on social media where people just pull up in brand new cars. Alabama, they, Georgia, yeah. go look at any Alabama Georgia player's yeah. Instagram. Oh, they a Hellcat or anything. Like yeah, it's ridiculous. Stat pack or anything. Oh, D liner. He had a wad of cash in one of those pictures. It's like how in the world did you get that money? Eric Gray had a Hellcat. Yep. He might have been told to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. But, I, you know what? At this point, this stuff has been done for years. All the investigation that happened with us, the La La Nails, the Chick-fil-A, the T-shirts, that stuff is done at every single school. You can't get caught. Yep. That's the thing. That's all, we, that's we all that matters. As long as you don't get caught. Well, and I want everybody's like honest opinion on this. Because we know this has probably happened at every school in the country. People won't like, oh, well, Alabama's playing, paying players. That's why they're winning. Well, Georgia's paying players. That's why they're winning. It's like, duh. Duh. You think these kids went to these schools free? You think Zion Williamson went to Duke for free after the <laughs> offer that Adidas made him? After he was like a 95% uh, crystal ball to Clemson, all of a sudden Duke just comes in last second. Yep. Yeah. You think he went to Duke for free? I mean, he I mean, he went. He didn't pay anything. He didn't pay anything. He got paid, yeah. He, he got a bag most definitely. And Kansas got in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get him. Yeah. And then who else? Who got, Arizona got hammered. Yeah, that was they got That was with Aiden, though. Yeah, that was Aiden, yeah. They got wiretaps on them and something. Uh, they have the Well, Wade self? got wiretaps. Yep. I mean. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a bunch of slime balls, man. And what was the guy's name? Christian. Christian. Christian Wofford? No. Uh, that's Trenton. The guy that was all up in the investigation, like the ringleader of all this, the main guy that got wiretapped. In which one? In the whole, like, FBI wiretap scandal. Oh, I'll find out. Was it Christian Dawson? Possibly. I'll look that name up for you. So, does anybody care at this point? I and mean, we had the conversation last week. Do we care that baseball players were using steroids in the 90s? And not a single person in here cared. I mean, just like, don't... Everyone does it. There's no reason to nitpick and like this is just so silly. Out of everything that's been that goes on out there, you're gonna get mad because what it was like a t shirt that wasn't even used. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a t shirt or a jersey. Yeah. That was returned. And then we by and then the way. we uh texted a player, like, go search through Nick Saban's phone right now. Go search through every Alabama assistant's phone. Well they're not gonna do that. That's like the stuff that Jeremy Pruitt was doing up here. Where do you think he learned it? Speaking of, uh, I played poker. 
Great hires by Alabama, I must say. Kevin Steele? Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese, man. Nice. Much worse happened to Alabama over the weekend. Whoa. Tommy Reese, it was like Notre Dame's office was like, what, 21st, and then he drug it down to 62nd the one year he had the job. That's a great hire right there, Saban. Or Kevin Steele, who gave up 45 to MTSU this year. <laughs> Ooh, 45 to MTSU? Man. I don't know, man. I, it, maybe it's time to get another cigar. I, I'm not finding a name, but all I'm seeing is uh, the colleges that were affected by this were Arizona, Auburn, Kansas, Louisville, Miami, Oklahoma State, South Carolina, and, and USC. This this was the 2017-2018 NCAA Division One men's basketball corruption scandal. Oh, the Oklahoma State thing was about uh, Cade Cunningham. Yeah. And then... Oh, that was the worst part about all this. All those guys out there got punished Mm -hmm. after every single player that was on that team at the time was already graduated. They didn't have that coach, but they get punished five years after the fact. Yep. That was complete and utter bull. Mm. Caught myself. Yeah. Bull crap. Thank you. But that's that's like the word. If that 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 would be like us getting the hammer because of Pruitt and not a single player. Oh. Most we got them. a few left. Most of them are gone, filtered out through the system. But uh, I mean, I mean none of the coaches are here. Your biggest transgressor's already left. Administrator's not here. That's oversaw the whole thing. Fulmer's gone. He's somewhere in Maryville, I think. I don't even yeah. know. But it's just uh, got you can't punish a group of people that had nothing to do with the incident. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing with the NCAA, and that's why a lot of people had an issue with how hard they came down on SMU in the 80s is a lot of those guys that were on the team took nothing. They had already stopped the payments to the new recruits. The problem that they had was they, quote-unquote, had a payroll to meet with the guys that were already getting money. You had to continue those payments. That way you could keep them hush. Obviously, it didn't work. After they'd been told to stop multiple times and lied to the NCAA about it, that's why they got the death penalty. It was Christian Dawkins... Dawkins. He was, it says, documentary, is an HBO documentary about it that follows middleman of college basketball scandal, Christian Dawkins. Where'd he coach? He didn't coach. He, he didn't was, coach. This is. Dude, he was only like, what, 25 years yeah, old? Yeah, this is the Will Wade. This is what the Will Wade thing is yeah. about. Yeah. It, the HBO documentary is called The Scheme. It's where Christian Dawkins is, he's currently appealing multiple counts of fraud and bribery as a result of the FBI case that also included Shaw Miller and Rick Pitino. Well, you know what's funny about that case, too? The FBI agents that were on the case, a couple of them got charged for misuse of government funds. I don't even know, man. You said misuse of government funds, so I was reading the rest of that. Misuse of government funds, you said? Yeah, those were the agents that were on the case. <laughs> nice. Oh. So there was corruption to investigate the corruption. Oof. <laughs> I'm still thinking, what if Will Wade comes here after Rick Barr retires? I would not be upset. Or fired, one of the two. I mean, legit. He's not going to get fired. Realistically, man, like, how many more years do you think he has left? How many more years are on his contract? I don't even want to know. Let How many years did Philip Fulmer extend him to? Rick Barnes' contract. Did he just get one? Do not make me 26-27. Oh, God. So, what, uh, it's four more years? Yes. 
Oh, my God. Whoa. He got extended. Yeah, you're right. He got extended in March of last year, so almost a year ago. For what? Rick Barnes received a one-year contract extension following Tennessee's basketball season. So this was after we got bounced out by Michigan. Uh, Barnes' new deal as a UT coach runs through 26-27 season is worth an average salary of around $5.77 million during the remaining five season seasons. Barnes, 67, so he'll be, what, 72, 71 by the time the contract's up. Yep. Has 150 and 81 record in seven seasons with the Vols and is slated to earn 5.45 million next season. So now he's the highest paid state employee in Tennessee. Not anymore. Matthew, do you have any closing thoughts? Not really. Bryson, do you have any closing thoughts? No. Davis, do you have any closing thoughts? Nah, man. Good show. Let's go home. Let's not end on a sad note. Thank you for playing the music, Matthew. <laughs> Low Uzi, man. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for 3 and Out right here on Fan Run Radio.